I know you have troubles in this life simply because you are alive, and it comes with the terrain. The psalmist writes, Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. Trouble comes in a myriad of ways. It may be financial in nature, physical, psychological, or spiritual. It may come as a phone call late in the night, or it may be a crushing grief as a result of the death of a loved one. Trouble will surely come. All men have trouble. But one group of men, the born again, the children of God, have the supernatural support of their Father, not only to deliver them from their trouble, but to literally convert their contrary circumstance to their good. Romans 8.28 promises, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Psalms 34, 6 reads, This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Have you found this help in your time of trouble? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You can get the help you need today. Psalms 46, 1 reads, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. He is a very present help. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Romans 10, chapter 10, verse 21, But to Israel he saith, All day long I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. God said, Luke twenty-one fifteen, But I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. Man said the God of the Bible is manufactured by men. The Bible is certainly not the inerrant word of the living God. Now the record. Archaeology is one of the four proof tests used on God said, man said, to certify the inerrant supernatural origin of the word of God, miracles and all. This feature is God Said, Man Said, Proof Article 509. These articles are archived in text and streaming audio for the edification of the redeemed and for the salvation of souls. Every Thursday evening, God willing, they grow by one. Welcome to God Said, Man Said. We are honored and thrilled to have your company. The scriptures that are listed in the God Said part of this subject use the word gainsay. Noah Webster's 1828 American Dictionary of the English Language defines gainsay to contradict, to oppose in words, to deny or declare not to be true what another says. If God says yes, a cacophony of carnal voices will rise up and say, no, that is the way it was in the beginning in the Garden of Eden when God said don't and Satan said do. Grandmother Eve, in an act of unbelief and disobedience, followed the second voice in the garden, and Adam followed her pernicious ways. The result of this disobedience was the law of sin and death. Since that Edenic deed for the unredeemed, it has been like mother, like daughter, like father, like son. Carnal man will consistently gainsay the word of God. That is his nature. Through the ages, gainsayers have changed their names, but they are one and the same. Whether it was Satan, the father of gainsayers, or idolatrous priest, or partializing Hebrew ministers, or wicked kings, or philosophers, etc., they are one and the same. God says yes, and their position is no. 
During the 1800s and 1900s, a more virulent group of gainsayers rose out of the ranks of academia and challenged the yes of the scriptures, literally confronting the word of God statement by statement, verse by verse, speaking no at every turn. They have challenged the original manuscripts, the translators, the supernatural authorship, the scribes, the inerrancy, the miracles, every one, the chronology, the history, and so on. These whom Titus 1.12 calls liars, evil beasts, slow bellies, have destroyed and are still in the process of destroying the faith of many. The members of this group of gainsayers have been dubbed higher critics, but there is nothing high about them. One of their favorite haunts has been the field of archaeology, but it has and is collapsing at an alarming rate. The following paragraphs are taken from the author and researcher Ralph Munster's book, Examine the Evidence. Higher critics believe the Hittite culture of the time of Abraham could not possibly have existed as reported in the Bible. Now archaeology has uncovered numerous artifacts of the early Hittites. So numerous are these artifacts that they fill an entire museum in Israel. It was believed that domesticated camels did not exist at the time of Abraham as indicated in Genesis. Then archaeologists discovered paintings of domesticated camels on the walls of the temple of Hatzfepup near the city of Thebes, Egypt, which date back to that period. End of quote. A special note, much of the law recorded by Moses was already known long before, and much from the very beginning. The Sabbath, the blood sacrifice, thou shalt not kill, and thou shalt not commit adultery, for instance, were all recorded from the start, as well as clean and unclean creatures, rules of commerce, etc. Moses was given the complete law in written form, and he was instructed to write it very clearly. It began with the Ten Commandments, the laws of the Passover, as well as other specific observances, the laws of the sacrifices and functions of the tabernacle of witness, laws of social conduct and prosperity, law of the legal system, and even medical issues. Munster continues, It was translated that the laws of the Old Testament, the Torah, the first five books written by Moses, could not possibly have been written as far back as 450 B.C. No culture was thought to be that advanced. Then in 1902, archaeologists found an artifact from Babylon with similar laws, the Code of Hammurabi, which dated before the time of Moses. The existence of the Philistines was once doubted. The Bible reports them as active enemies of Israel during the time of the judges. Now many Philistine cities are just beginning to be uncovered. To date, more than 28 cities and five major centers have been uncovered in Palestine. Even the burning city of Gibeah, as indicated in Judges chapter 20, verses 18 through 40, has been confirmed. It was thought that David could not have been a musician, since the instruments the Bible says he played were not developed until later. Then archaeologists discovered the types of interest, uh, instruments used by David in the city of Ur, including lyres, flutes, harps, and even a double oboe dating back to 2500 B.C. Additional discoveries of musical instruments were made in Egypt dating back to 1900 B.C. and in Palestine dated about 2000 B.C., both long before the time of David, which was about 1000 B.C., end of quote. 
Down through the years, many, many honest critics have been converted to the cross of Christ. One such critic was Sir William Ramsey, Munster writes. Sir William Ramsey was arguably the greatest archaeologist of his day. He had rejected much of the written New Testament account and was determined to prove it false based on other writings of the day that contradicted the Bible. Ramsey believed that the books of Luke and Acts were actually written in about A.D. 150 and therefore did not bear the authenticity that a first-century document would. Keep in mind that Luke wrote the books of Luke and Acts, again concerning Ramsey from Munster's book. His archaeological journeys took him to 32 countries, 44 cities, and 9 islands. Throughout some 15 years of intensive study, he concluded that Luke is an historian of the first rank. This author should be placed along with the very greatest of historians. What critics thought and what Ramsey discovered followed. The critics thought there was no Roman census as indicated in Luke 2.1. The answer, there was a Roman census every 14 years beginning with Emperor Augustus. The critics thought Quirinius was not governor of Syria at the time of Jesus' birth as indicated in Luke chapter 2. The answer, Quirinius was governor of Syria in about 7 B.C. The critics thought that the people did not have to return to their ancestral homes as indicated in Luke chapter 2. But the answer is people did have to return to their home city verified by an ancient Egyptian papyrus giving directions for conducting a census. The critics, the existence of the treasurer of the city of Corinth, Erastus, was incorrect. Now a city pavement in Corinth bearing the inscription Erastus, curator of public buildings, laid this pavement at his own expense, was found. The critics, Luke's reference to Gallio as proconsul of Achaia was wrong, as recorded in Acts chapter 18. Now the answer. The Delphi inscription that reads as Lucius Junius Gallio, my friend and proconsul of Achaia. Time and time again, Ramsey's search to find evidence that Luke's writings was in error turned up evidence that it was in fact accurate. As a result, Sir William Ramsey eventually converted to Christianity and proclaimed Luke as one of the greatest historians of all time, end of quote. God's word is true and righteous altogether, every jot and every tittle. Surely this is the place to build a life. God said, Romans chapter 10, verse 21, But to Israel he saith, All day long I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. God said, Luke chapter 21, verse 15, For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. Man said, The God of the Bible is manufactured by men. The Bible is certainly not the inerrant word of the living God. Now you have the record.